0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge. I hope you've had a lovely, stress-free summer, a football-free summer. Unfortunately, it's all over. Swindon Town are back, and so are we. This season at the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, you may hear some voices that you might recognise, maybe some ones that you don't. But don't worry, there will most certainly be the same level of enthusiasm and exclusive interviews with Swindon Town royalty, both past and present. Also... Keep an eye out for plenty more exciting competitions and opportunities throughout the season. Anyway, back to the football. The men and women are both back in for pre-season. Their pre-season games are coming thick and fast. Last night, the Swindon Town men's team got all their pre-season schedule off to a winning start with a 2-0 win away at Neighbours Swindon Supermarine. Now that gives us, gives us something to get our teeth into, doesn't it? So, without further ado, let's meet our panel. Uh, alongside me this evening, I've got a familiar voice in Trialist A. Ellis, that is you.
1: Is that me? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, buzzing for pre-season, buzzing for
0: the season ahead, and buzzing for this show tonight. Mate, It's it's been a while, was not it? I got a bit nervous doing the intro there. Yeah, I haven't I, done the intro in about yeah, I know. six months. I started to get a bit shaky. <laughs> well... I, th- I think you've done all ah, right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Um, also, with us tonight, we've got Trialist B, and he's got another familiar voice, and he's a bit northern and a bit Wiltshire. <laughs>
2: evening, there he is. How was you Yeah, not bad about yourself. Good summer. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all good. been the summer. A lot going on, but uh, ready for the
0: football. Happy yeah. days. Happy
2: days, mate. Um, and to complete our panel this evening,
0: it's a not so familiar voice. But he's certainly a familiar figure. Ladies and gentlemen, our latest addition to our brilliant panel, Mr. Rockin' Robin.
3: Hi, guys. Great to be back. Really, really uh, looking forward to it. Happy days.
0: Now, we will be referring to Mr. Robin tonight as uh, Malcolm. Um, don't worry, children. That is not his real name. That's just a uh, an easy way around saying Rockin' Robin. It's a bit of a mouthful.
2: <laughs>
0: so, I mean... Uh, Malcolm we'll start with you mate like, obviously you were the person on the ground last night at the three um, myself, Ellis and Chris weren't at the game uh, obviously 2-0 win first pre-season game um, we'll start off quickly with the, the starting lineup for the first half so uh, Michael Flynn started his Swindon Town tenure with a starting 11 of Mahoney and goal, Hutton trialist A which we believe to be an ex-Forest Green defender uh, captain Fraser Blake Tracy George McEcarran Tyree shade Rashad Hepburn Murphy Jake Kane Jackson Brown Marcel Lavinier and Tommy Adeloy. now Malcolm what were your thoughts on the game yesterday what were your thoughts on the first half in particular how did it all go down
3: um yeah it was um I mean it is the first game of the season the first game of preseason so it's not going to be kind of um you know they're, they're kind of all just getting up and running but um I, I found, thought there were some good signs. Um, Mahoney, um, as the goalkeeper, looked very strong. He was out of his goal all the time, which is, you know, normally you get a bit nervous, but he seemed to be kind of that sweeper-keeper role. Yeah. Um, made some really good clearances and, um, you know, anticipated um, quite a lot of the through balls that Supermarine put through. So that was that a was, uh, positive I think me. A
0: big thing I've heard about Mahoney, just from an outside view, a lot of people were commentating about his sort of assertive nature at the back. He was very loud, apparently. Um, maybe something that last season's Solbrin sort of maybe grew his way into becoming a dominant, um, you know, dominant voice at the back. I think, from what I've heard, it sounds like he was, you know, loud and proud right from the start.
3: Yeah, def- definitely. could definitely wrote right from the start and um, he was, you know, dominated his area um, and, you know, did some really good stuff. And I don't think he was tested really from, um, to making some, you know, any saves or anything like that, but, you know, it looks solid from, um, you know, from, uh, you know, getting the ball and kind of look, putting confidence in the, in the back four. So if you're, if they're behind, if he's behind them, I think that'll give him a little bit of confidence. Forward. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's what we need, isn't it? You think the, the, at the moment, obviously we we may have signings in these areas coming through in the, in the coming weeks, coming days, um, but it's other than sort of Fraser Blake Tracy, it's a fairly uh, young, inexperienced, potentially quiet backline that we have. So I think having that goalkeeper that really is going to be, you know, playing chess from behind them, telling them where to go, playing the playing the um, playing the game sort of in his own mind. It, it kind of is really what we need, isn't it?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was good to see. So, yeah, really pleasing.
0: Wonderful. So, obviously, yeah, uh, rest aside, you've got the, the, the back line. Um, I saw Fraser Blake Tracer was captain last night. I mean, he has got captain material sort of written all over him, I think, doesn't he? If he didn't have a term, Charlie Austin, I think he'd be the, the number one choice.
3: Yeah, he looked really up for it. He looked really kind of keen, uh, made some good tackles. Um, kind of, yeah, he looked pretty solid yesterday and, you know, kind of raring to go and maybe putting himself forward for that captain role maybe you know so absolutely,
0: I see you it. never know 100%
3: you
0: can see it I think you know in terms of on the pitch off the pitch to me he is everything and I said this last season as well on the shows about the uh, sort of player of the season awards to me Fraser Blake Tracy on and off the pitch is Swindon Town you know it's what Swindon Town footballer should be I think just as a role model as a professional uh, just I don't want to turn this into a phrase about Tracy Gushfest, but, I mean, I absolutely <laughs> love the bloke.
3: Yeah, no, he is, he's very good. Yeah, very good player. and um, I'm glad that he signed, and I think if he can be here for a few years and be that kind of that um, backbone in the team, then it's all going to be good going forward.
0: Absolutely. So, obviously, going into the rest of the side again last night, um, first half, was there anyone in that first half eleven that really stood out to you, Dismin, that was, you know, a, a little bit different? Um, I heard, obviously, obviously, Jake Kane got the uh, opening goal. Apparently quite a good goal. Do you want to talk us through the rest of the first half and obviously the goal as well? Yeah, I mean, he
3: looked, the Kane looked lively. Um, I think that they did have some kind of... The, the passing was, it kind of seemed to be, kind of a bit more um, urgency. Um, mm-hmm. There was lots of... Um, Kind of diagonal balls, so not 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 long balls. So I wouldn't say he's gone he's gone long because I think that's where Flynn gets his name, where always he's going to be a long ball manager. But I think there were some long passes, um, kind of diagonals, and trying to get into the corners and getting the crosses in early, which looked good. So um, some good kind of interplay. Um, I mean, it is hard to say so early in the season, but I think you know there's signs there that it's um, that they're they're bonding together and. Things are working out well. So, yeah, it was... I think it's one of those, isn't it? It's it's literally... I mean,
0: Michael Flynn you know, just discussed it after the match with his interview with BBC Wiltshire that the game probably came a little bit too early just for his own pre-season schedule. Um, obviously, I think the boys were in a little bit later than the rest of the sides in the division, so they'd maybe had four or five training sessions before the match. Um, but obviously, it being a, an annual game with Supermarine and, you know, supporting lower league clubs in the community you have to go for it really. So I'd be fairly surprised if you're seeing too much in the way of what a Michael Flynn Swindon town side looks like, you know, come August, September, October. Um, but yes. as I say, it's, there are tastes, I guess. And I think one of the main tastes that you could see from the first half, looking from afar, was, as I say, I touched him earlier, Jake Kane, maybe his position playing a little bit more forward.
3: Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, um, I think, he kinda of alluded to that in his interview as well, didn't mm. he? Saying that he wanted to push him forward a bit. But so it'd be good to see what he can do in that position and you know, he could be one of those players that we're crying out for, really.
0: So, yeah, I mean it's it's um, definitely one of those I think, you know, you've got players like um obviously Ronan Darcy played there a fair amount last season. I think Saidu Khan maybe has the potential to to push forward, but then obviously you lose a little bit of his energy in the midfield if you do so. Um so, yeah, Jake Kane, obviously, he's got a strike with him too. You think about his free kick against Crawley last year. Um, I'm pretty sure he played a little bit higher as well for Newport whilst he was there. So, uh, it's good to have that option, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's always good to kind of see, you know, him trying out different things with, you know, players that we not, maybe not we wouldn't have seen last season and kind of seeing those different things. So, it's all exciting stuff. And, you know, I... I, I I really enjoyed it yesterday. It was it's it's always gonna be kind of there um different to the first game of the season because they are all getting started. But you know, it's good to it's good to be back and seeing them there. And they did look a, a sharp and kind of gelling together a little bit. So mm. it was good to see. I mean,
0: I've just got a DM here from um from my sound trauma getting involved thanks to the DMs. Uh Newkeeper could certainly have had an assist in him, a couple of massive clearances. Um Tomy was again frustrating Ty Shade, poor, caught in possession of a couple of times. I mean, Ty and Tomey, I think, last season maybe have, you know, divided opinion at times. Um, I, I think, especially in Tyree Shade, I think you've got a player that offers a lot in terms of, you know, an option. Um, really quite direct, powerful shot at him. Got us a few goals last season as well. What were your impressions of, you know, in the first half of Shade and, and Adeloy?
3: Um I don't think it was probably their best game but like I said it's it's just getting started getting those getting those um minutes in the legs and kind of just getting up to that fitness um yeah Tommy, whether he's um whether he's kind of going to be here for the long term or whether he's part of Flynn's plans we're not going to know but I think he certainly he's trying and I think that but are just willing to have a goal I mean he had a couple, he had a shot that was just wide um certainly does a running um I don't think it's for a lack of trying um, it's, it is frustrating because he's just not getting that goal, and kind of, I think that's where it, what it needs with the confidence and, and then to from there. So, you know, I really wanted him to do well. If he's going to stay, then, you know, we've got to get behind these players and give them everything to, to. But I think it's a confidence thing with him, and, you know, hopefully it'll come with more kind of pre season and kind of go with that really. So it's, yeah, it's, I think one, I of think those, it's one of those
0: as well, where, you know, he scored one goal last season and it came in a a loss to Newport where we were, were we two or three nil down at the time with 10 men. So you kind of want that goal, the first goal to be a winner in a game, like last minute winner, just to really boost that, you know, that confidence. I mean, Ellis, I'll take you your thoughts on this, mate. With Tommy Adeloy, do you think that there's, one, a place for him next season in the squad? And two, can we see a potential of him actually being, you know, productive? Is it a case of gets that first goal, make it a winner or make it a, you know, a, an important goal do you think then he pushes on and you know can lead the line for town or do we feel like it's yeah. maybe time for him to to look elsewhere and maybe rebuild
1: yeah well it's it, it's it's an interesting sort of question because because there's that there, there's plenty of ways you can look at this um it you got to look at the formation you're going to be playing um obviously we've got charlie austin i I would imagine he's gonna be our, our our main our main striker. Yeah. Um obviously he's not gonna be able to play every game, so you are gonna need to have a decent um sort of second choice um number nine. Um you know, these these pre season games early on, um these these pre season uh sort of training sessions are opportunities for these type of players that you know didn't didn't get the opportunity last season and even the players that did get an opportunity th- these are the games these are these are the moments they need to be taken to sort of to prove themselves and and, and show Flynn that they want the opportunity to play for Swindon this season i mean you know you, we don't know Adeloy might not want to be here you know he might want to move on um but cer- certainly for for any player on the squad it, it, if they want to play at Swindon town um, this season, they're going to need to prove it. They're, they're, they're going to need to put the the hard work in. Um, and sort of regarding Adeloid, um we didn't really see the opportunity. Um, be, be, he just didn't really get the opportunity last season. Uh, he, he come on in games with 10 minutes to go. Um, I don't think he started a game. I think um, he might have started and... the first
0: game of the season away at, um, was it Barrow? No, Yes, he might have. Yeah, it? of, yeah. It? yeah.
1: Um, but it, it's really hard to gauge a player just just from coming on last sort of ten, fifteen minutes, and and just not really seeing him play. Um, and you you know it's going to be hard when you've got a striker like Charlie Austin in the side to to break in. But um, you never want to see a, a player fail. No, of um, you want all the players in in the side to to do well, um, and you know. If he's, if he's doing well, it's going to push Austin on to, to play well himself because he wants to keep his place. It's one of those so, as well, isn't it? I think yeah. if Adeloy
0: is our second striker this season, say he scores 10 goals, if he gets double digits goals this season, as a second choice striker, I think we go up. So it, it's one of those ones yeah. where you want your entire squad to be you know, absolutely banging. Just look at Leighton Orient last season, I'm pretty sure they had... I don't even know maybe maybe fifteen, sixteen different goal scorers throughout the season. Like they just shared the goals yeah, out through the squad. Yeah. Um I I think that's
1: that's the way to go, really. I I think that's a sign of a of a solid squad when when you've got goals all round. I mean, um the season before last, obviously you had McCurdy, what, he had twenty four goals. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um and then you had you know, Simpson was obviously on loan, he 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 grabbed a couple, but if you look round the whole squad, though, they the the main goals are coming from McCurdy. Yeah, yeah Jack and, Payne too. But and, yeah, yeah. And but the the trouble with that is if they get buggered with with an injury or or if it's a lone player like Simpson and they get recalled, you then you're, you're screwed because you're, your your go outlet is is ripped away from mm. you. So you need you need options. All I round. think
0: it's interesting. I mean, Chris, I'll I'll um, bring you in at this stage, mate. I mean the likes of Tony Adeyelu I think my sound trauma there makes a you know a good point and he is he's a striker or a player in the squad that a lot of people last season had almost written off um this season or this preseason, season at least is almost a bit of a he's, he's kind of a trialist isn't he I feel like he's he's kind of in that position where he is playing for a contract he's got you know it's a good opportunity because there's a new manager coming in so it's fresh eyes on him, clean slate but do you see it as you know he could be Similar to what Jordan Moore-Taylor, who we will get onto later on, but Jordan Moore-Taylor's on loan at Swindon Town. Very impressive last night, according to, you know, socials. But then he's in a similar position where he's trying to earn a contract. Is, is Tommy Adeloy and the likes of, of, him, of him, are they earning, you
2: know, a stay at Swindon Town? I, I think it's, it's what it is more than anything for him is it's just a fresh start, which is exactly what he, he, exactly what he needs. And um, I wouldn't mind at some point during pre-season, whether it's for a half, even against Melcham or is it Corsham after yeah. that? To, to play him and Austin together just to see how they look. Because, you know, obviously a lot of the time we're playing with one through the mm. middle. But, you know, um, and I think Austin might actually sort of perform better alongside a player of that style. You know, someone who's a bit, a bit bigger, but they will need to hold the ball up and bring other players yeah. in. So I'd like to see uh, what Adeloy can do alongside someone else. It's it's tough to play up front on your no, own. I think, that, I think Charlie Austin's um, age as well he, It's
0: even tougher, isn't it? Because you, you want him to be sort of the end point of any sort of transition. You know, you put the ball on Charlie Austin's foot within the 18-yard box, uh, nine times out of ten it's
2: on target. I think five times out of ten it's a goal. Yeah, and the other thing there is, as well is, is if you've got Adeloy in the box as well, it's going to create, even if it's just a little bit, it's going to create more space for Austin. And if he's got that more space, he'll be deadly with it. 100%. 100%. So, I mean, just looking at the um, the comments
0: here. So, Darren Jackson getting involved as well. Cheers, mate. Nice to have you on. Uh, coach and staff were getting very frustrated with Shade. They wanted him to take on the full-back but kept turning back, which didn't impress Flynn uh also Moore Taylor will be a great asset I think looks fairly solid on the left of a back three so that's interesting obviously Mike Flynn sort of notorious at Newport playing a back five or a back three however you want to describe it um still think we could do about with a Flint type centre back um everyone else looked quite small in defence I mean everyone here knows my sort of opinion of Aidan Flint so uh That'll be the last time this series that we will be naming him and shaming him on the show. But I think I kind of see Fraser Blake Tracy as a as an Aidan Flint figure in the squad. I think Fraser's got a great uh, presence on the pitch. I think he's a leader. I think he's massive for the change in room from you know from what I hear of, especially from like hoops and Jonah and stuff. You see him on Fraser's Instagram stories, joking around, laughing around, having some banter. I mean, M- Mal, could like, I bring you back here, mate? Fraser Blake Tracy Aiden Flint, can you see the you know the comparisons there?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely see the comparisons, but um, like I said, um, no way back for the for the latter, uh, in my opinion, right. um, personally, um, but yeah, Fraser Blake Tracy, just strong, committed, um, like I said earlier, everything you want to see in a Swindon Town player puts his it wears his heart on the sleeve, um, made. Great tackle yesterday, you know, full-blooded in in a in a friendly, and it was like he was in, you know, it was um, uh, you know, I don't know, someone was clean through in the playoffs or something like that. He literally just went straight through him and you know, got the ball, good tackle, and but he's, that's that's the commitment we want to show from game one, even if it's pre season right the way through. So yeah, hundred percent. I think Fraser Strice is a sort of bloke that I mean, he'd happily
0: two foot a three-year-old in the park for. For football, you know what I mean. He's—he—he seems like he's. Nothing's ever a friendly. I can imagine he's a bit of a nightmare in training. But um, obviously, Darren there mentioned. We'll, we'll move on to him. Obviously, the back three. Uh, we had Jordan Moore Taylor on trial. Obviously, previously of Forest Green Rovers. Any impressions from you know Moore Taylor's performance yesterday, Malcolm? I mean, it's been fairly I mean people have been waxing lyrical let's, let's be honest
3: it's a yeah. successful name yeah, no, successful he team as well.
0: so he's got the you know the experience of getting out of this division
3: yeah I think I think it's kind of that's the kind of experience that we need Um someone that's been there done it Um he did look solid um and you kind of one of those you think you can kind of rely on I think and um yeah I, I, I think he would be a good signing hopefully Flynn thinks the same thing We'll see him maybe in a couple more games and see how he gets on. But I think he's, he definitely wants um, you know he wants to come to another club. So he's, well, he's obviously looking for another club. So, mm. um, yeah, why, why not take him on and, and see how he gets on? I think he'll be a good signing, personally. I'd imagine he's a local boy, too, as well.
2: So, I mean, that does help.
0: I mean, Chris, have you got any impression from the outside, from up north of, of Jordan Moore-Taylor?
2: Yeah, not really. I know more about him from his, his time at, at Forest Green, and obviously having seen him there, he was pretty effective and was always always seemed to play well against us. Um, but as well, going back to that team last night that was barely been touched on mm. with uh, Shade sort of playing as a, in the left wing back. I think really the, the main issue there was was Shade in particular, as he plays a different position every week. Yeah, I think that's, that that was think if we're going to play that system we need to have a left-footed player down there so that he can go outside. I don't know how fit Devine is, I, was, I think he might be the only left-back we've got. Yeah, now. I mean, obviously, you've got, you've got Fraser as well, but I think Fraser's effective through the middle.
0: Um, Reece Devine's a tough one, isn't it? Because he had the half against Leighton Orient, finally started a game out of nowhere, wasn't even on the bench, and then just out of nowhere starts the game. And for that first half, he was absolutely sensational. He was so good. And then suddenly, you know, he goes down in the second half on the left-hand side, and it's, you know, everyone's heart was just like, oh, we know what's happening here. We've seen it before. We know what's happening. And the poor kid can't get a break. So, I mean, does anyone know... I did listen to the um, the um interview with Mike Flynn last night. Was he mentioned? I know that Ronan Darcy was mentioned. I know that um, Harrison Minterm was mentioned. And someone
3: else, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he, he said... um He said that they were just carrying small knocks and he didn't want to kind of um, risk him. So... Uh, he's but they're back on the, they back running, um, which were positive. So especially yeah, like I said, at Orient. He was he was just uh, where have we got this player from? You know it's, it was uh, it was good to see. But, the thing is as well, yeah, you I don't think...
0: play for Man United and Man City if you haven't got you know footballing ability. Do yeah,
3: you? exactly. And um, yeah, so hopefully he's he's on the mend and you know we might be able to see him for soon. It's just probably too early for him at this stage. Yeah, he's,
0: I think he's a, a wrap him in cotton wool sort of player, isn't he? Um, use him in you know use him sparingly in in a way especially in pre season but um i mean yeah i mean moving on did we see anyone that were just showing any sort of fatigue in the first half yesterday anyone that we thought maybe a little bit off it i saw jake wakeling obviously in the second half heavily strapped up with some ice um didn't look didn't look the best but hopefully just you know a bit of a niggle bit of precaution maybe
3: I think it's just a case where they've been running all week, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, um, it, it's going to be a natural thing to. I think Flynn said that they were all kind of you know struggling a little bit, but it is to be expected, I suppose. So um, we can't can't read too much into it. I think there was a, uh, someone else who had their knee strapped up. Um, uh, I think it might have been Brewitt, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so but I think it's one of those things, just precautionary. Yeah. Jake Kane, I just, um, um, I just add some strapping. Did he? Really? Okay. Ah, no, it might have been Jake then. Yeah,
0: so I mean, obviously, it is pre-season. It's the first game. Um, I hadn't played any sort of football for about five or six years before the charity game a couple of months ago. And I played 20 minutes <laughs> and I was in bits. So I can understand it from from professional to professional. I can understand it. Uh, so obviously, moving on to the second half, we had a full change of 11 um, I think Conor Brown actually came on just before halftime, didn't he? So there was a bit of a swap there. Uh, Conor Brown played a, a, a small portion of the game. Uh, so he started the second half in goal. We then had Trialist C, who I don't think anyone's actually found his name. We've all seen his face, but if anyone can d- drop us a DM or comment or come on uh, and tell us who it was, that'd be greatly appreciated. Then we had Clayton, Con, Fox, Hepburn Murphy, Brewitt, Hart, Dworzak, Aguiar, and finally donning his his thirty two, Charlie Austin. So I mean, second half, Mal, Again, obviously different side. Technically finished the same way. Finished one nil. Um, how did the second half go down? Anyone there that you know really impressed you or or stood out from the crowd?
3: Um, it was great to see Austin back in thirty two. Obviously, it suits him, um... doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's. It's good to see that. Uh, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, that the goal from Bruett was just like we scored from a corner. I was going to say um, we scored from a corner. Says uh, it enough, is not it? It's McCurdy. I mean, come on. Bloody hell. Um, ridiculous. Uh, I think um, Hepburn Murphy was was full of running like he normally is. A little bit frustrating because he kind of kept the ball a little bit too long. It was like just wanted to kind of tell him to pass it a little bit sooner, um, but. Full of running, full of full of kind of um, enthusiasm, which is which is good to see, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's oh, just um, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, like I say, we'll see. We'll talk, talk through the header. Then we've we've touched on the header. Um, that sort of un. It's, it's unusual for Spinning Town to score from a header. We all know it is from a corner, even. Um, oh, that, was it's it just Sean Taylor
3: esque? Was it okay? Just kick it, head it. Roll, rolling back the ears, yeah, it was absolute bullet. I think it, it, the keeper, absolutely no chance. So, I think it was kind of a probably about, it's hard to say from where I was, but say five, six yards out, but absolute bullet. The keeper, he dived, but I don't think he was he was in the back of the net before he even kind of saw it, to be fair. So, um, another good sign, if we can get the balls in the box early, we've got players that can do that. So, we, we need to score for more corners. We need to get more set pace and you know, I'm sure that Flynn will be working on that. So that'd be that'd be good to see because in that last season, um, it feels like for the last few years really that every time we get a corner, nobody gets excited anymore because, you know, we never do anything. So it'd be good to kind of get that excitement back and maybe think we can actually get somewhere from a corner or or set pieces near, you know, in the areas and in the last third kind of thing. So Yeah,
0: I mean take us back to the sort of twenty ten era when you had Scott Cuthbert, Gordon Greer. You know, Billy Painter. When we got a corner back
3: then in the town end, it felt like you had. A,
0: it was like a penalty, wasn't it? You had Gordon Greer
3: standing on the yeah. penalty spot. Everyone got excited. Everyone was on their feet, and it was like something's going to happen or could happen here. But it now it's like oh, we never score from a corner, so you know we're we're probably we're probably at risk of of conceding a goal when we had a corner sometimes because yeah. you know the the other opposition is on a break, so it wasn't always good, mm. but. Hopefully, things will change. Just keep positive. Things are going to change. Flynn's going to sort it out, and we're going to start scoring more goals and more set pieces.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, we read out the starting 11 there. We had a few um, academy boys. So, Anton Dwarzak is spoken about very, very highly at the football club. Um, I know I've spoken to Lee Lee Peacock about him. He absolutely adores the kid. He thinks he's really something special with the ability to play at a much higher level than League Two. Um, you've also got Harvey Fox in there. Sonny Hart's another one. I, I don't know what they're feeding Sonny Hart in the Hart household, but
3: what an absolute! Unit. Oh my god, yeah, he he's was... about sixteen, and he. He's sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, so I think I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he might just be seventeen, but he's absolute unit, and he, he didn't look out of place either. I think, um, and you know, it could all go his way. He could, he could be in the. In the squad, maybe. So, if always, if they're thinking about sending him out alone. But, you know, I think he could do a job. And it's worth kind of seeing him through in these, these games, like pre-season, to see how he is. It might be a little bit too early. Mm. But, you know, who he, knows, unless we try He's it. one
0: for me that, whenever I've seen him, I mean, he, he came on against, was it Crystal Palace in the John's trophy yeah. last year? And he's obviously the youngest ever Swindon Town first-team player. Um He didn't look out of place I I thought he looked you know maybe composure on the football and nerves or whatever maybe come into play but physically the the kid's absolutely huge so I think out of the youngsters would you say he's probably the one that you'd think would be most first team ready at at the
3: moment? Um, Yeah yeah, I think so Um, and you know, I I'd, I'd love to see them coming through. Like it's it's good to see all the, the players coming through. So, but there's there is potential there, and there's, there's a few players that you know people are talking about. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important that we keep hold of them. I think because you know we've lost a few in the past that have had that promise and they've never really gone on to do anything um, or much. Um, so I think if we can keep these players for a little bit longer, and if they then want to go, we're not going to stand in their way. But I think they need to kind of come through, really play for us first. If possible, and um, benefit, we'll benefit from them first, and then, who knows from there?
2: I think this might actually be one of the better groups of young players we've had for quite a while. Because I think you need to put Abu Kanu and Jackson Brown in that conversation absolutely. as well. And still, uh, and and Minten still really has, has come out of there. But we've been reluctant to play them. You know, if these kids are good enough, let's give them a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, pre-season, I'll be big for him just to see uh, how they go against. Especially against non league when they're playing against men will have a better idea than just them playing against you. Hundred percent. I think
0: especially in Abu Kanu's case, I mean, the kid has scored goals and goals and goals and goals and goals his entire life. Um chatting to him after one of the games last season, you know, he came through at West Brom. Uh I think he was top goal scorer for his age for two or three years in the trot. Um maybe, you know, some things didn't work out for him up there and he, he's moved down south and come over to us. But he, I mean, in terms of a natural finisher, I've seen him a few times. He just looks so confident in front of goal. It's it's almost, you know, frightening for a, for a lot of his age. Uh, but he's one, I think, you're probably going to see him uh, go out on loan, maybe team up with a former Swindon town favourite somewhere else for a season. Um, you know, give him a bit of men's football experience. Um and he comes back next season with you know if he has 10-15 goals at, at National League North level I think you know he's he's in a good position to be fighting for a starting place and fighting for a squad place in the season after um, so yeah I mean Ellis you mate are you um, excited about any of the youngsters coming through I mean as Chris mentioned there it, it's been a while since we've had a youth team where you look at it and go hmm there are two or three there that, that could come through I think the the last one I'm thinking of was maybe 2009. We I mean, had the likes of Nathan Thompson, Louis Thompson, um, maybe like Marvel Story. Uh, I don't think since then we've had two or three players in the youth team that you think genuinely could break in.
1: Yeah, um, look, looking at it from the club's perspective, it's really important that you've got um, a, a strong youth side and and a youth setup. Um, it it generates money um you know first and foremost football clubs are businesses so that they're going to want to be making money out of them um but obviously talent as well if if you can bring a player up through your academy and you know introduce them into the first team then then you're winning really um i mean the prime example is Scott Twine i I know he didn't really um get the chance at, at the first team at Swindon but um you know brought him up through the academy sent him out on loan and um well he's he's now premier league um so yeah it is really important that that you have a, a strong youth team um and having players like Charlie Austin in the side um you know Abby Carney learning off of Charlie Austin is is only going to do him um wonders mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's just it's interesting it's exciting to see uh these players come through and hopefully they get the chance i mean pre-season is is a great opportunity for the, for the for the young players um you know there's less pressure on them so it'll be good to see if if they get more of a runabout in the upcoming pre-season games and then uh yeah, into the new season. It's, it's
0: one of those, isn't it? I think pre season's always been about, you know, this is your this is your time to really go out there. There's no pressure. I mean, I, I, Malcolm, when any of the goals went in last night, was there much of a cheer? Like obviously it's pre season, there's there's very much just <laughs> a carnival
3: feel about it, isn't it? Yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't a great atmosphere to be fair, but um I think that 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 game at Super Win is kind of everyone goes there to See the squad for the first time or if we've got any new signings, and, and and meet up with everybody that you haven't seen for what seems like We're well, seems six like forever weeks, isn't it? since the, the, the last game. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, to be fair, last season obviously I didn't go last night, but last season at Supermarine, um, I remember the first half, and then I'm not going to lie, the sunny beers um, may have removed the second half <laughs> of my memory. So, uh, yeah. As i was saying, you know, preseason games, there's not a lot of pressure from supporters. It's an opportunity for players, you know, whether they're on trial, youth team, whatever, to get into the manager's thoughts, you know, put a good impression in. You have, you think of the likes of, you know, Thomas Tesevi back in the day that, you know, 10 years ago, he was very little known um, to anyone in English football. Came on, did he score a hat-trick against Nottingham Forest? Was it a hat-trick? Oh, he scored against Forest, didn't he? Got a contract, and that was his, you know, his pre-season was successful in a way, because he got, he got what he wanted. And, Maybe after that, it didn't work out for Thomas. But um, yeah, as I was saying, it's just pre seasons, it's a good opportunity for players to play with very little um, with very little pressure on them. So obviously, we, we spoke there about Abu Kanu. Um, being a young forward, we've got players like uh, Rashawn Hepburn Murphy in that position too. Tyree Shade, I think, is probably better utilised up top as well. Jake Wakelin. H- how do we factor in the Charlie Austin? Um, factor. I was going to say conundrum there, but it's not a conundrum. It's Charlie Austin. We're in League 2, so he, so he plays. So how do we best, do you, think, do you guys think, get you know goals or the service into Charlie to, to be able to get the best out of him? How do we best utilise him?
2: Anyone? Right. Um, important for there is, is a bit of width. I mean, yeah. we know we get that with um, going forward with Hutton, but we also need to have that outlet on the other side because if we're not doing anything from the left as quite often at times we had last year, then it's going to be easy for for you know people to double team Hutton and then we we're going to have to just recycle the ball backwards. So we need to find another way of generating offensive opportunities than just Hutton because we was very one dimensional at times, which is so easy to defend against. We need to be coming equally from that other side. So we that, we need to have a left footed attack-minded player, as we touched on with, with Fraser Blake-Tracy. He's not really that dynamic fullback. and, um, as we've seen, he's, he's probably going to be more effective for us through the middle.
0: Yeah, Oh, I absolutely agree. Ellis, I mean, you got much to add there as well. I think, you know, Chris mentioned there as well, you, you need to be able to get the width and the size to be able to get the ball into the box and Charlie just to say, you know, you stay up there, you stay in the box, you stay onside, we'll get the ball to you, you score a goal. But I think, Potentially at times last season, especially under Jody Morris, you saw Charlie, you know, getting a little bit frustrated with not getting the ball, not getting the service, and then coming back and trying to seek it. And then obviously that's where you lose the, you, you lose that pinpoint of attack that you're you're really looking for in League Two. That you need someone to be, authoritative. Um How do you how do you best feel we get the you know the goals in the squad and in Charlie Austin?
1: Yeah, well, look, Char- Charlie Austin let's be honest, is not the not the fastest player in the world. Um so he's not gonna, you know, get get the ball at, at the halfway line, take on um the opposition's midfield and defence and, you know, uh doing step overs, roulettes and then scoring a goal. It, it that that's that's not the player that we're talking about here. We're talking about a a a classic poacher, um, you know, stick him on the penalty spot. Give him the ball, he'll, he'll score a goal. Um, so, l- like you've all said, you've got to be able to get to get the service to him, and and you know, not expect him, like you said, then Joe, to drop back um, and and do some more of the dirty work. You just you want him in the box. That, that's the only position you want him. Um, he, he's no use anywhere else, um, and you know thinking of, of of the tactics that that flynn wants to go with uh you you've gotta tell austin where to stay and you know that's he he can't move from there um obviously you've got the pace with um hepburn murphy i th- i think that that's gonna be a really important um an important role this season um it's just, it, it, it goes to what, what formation are we going to play? Are we going to play a 4-3-3 three, three, um, and, and what players are going to go where? But again, like I've said, it's pre-season. This, this is the chance for Flynn to try players in different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, may, maybe play two up top, see how that works. Um, but yeah, I've, I think time will only tell. One thing for sure is uh Austin needs to be in that box in that in that penalty area and uh getting the ball to his feet. It's one of
0: those, isn't it? I think Charlie Austin manages himself on the football pitch. Um it, it, you get the ball to him in this division, I think he scores twenty goals easy. Um just make football yeah. simple. Yeah. You know, Charlie, stay there, stay on the side, just do what you do best, you know yeah he's
1: he's played at the highest standard yeah. so he's he's not stupid he he knows what he needs to do um but yeah the, the moment you start over complicating things is, is is when it all becomes sort of a palaver which we we certainly saw at some points last season um so yeah it, it'll be interesting as well to see if uh you know what what players we bring in um if if we're going to, I mean, if it was me, you'd be building the squad around Charlie Austin. You get the um, feeling
0: that, you know, I get the feeling certainly from from having conversations with, with Mike Flynn that, uh, you know, he, he knows that having Charlie Austin in League Two is, you know, in some ways is probably a little bit of a cheat code. Um,
1: oh, yeah. So it's a huge privilege. Like, what, what other League Two um, clubs can say they've got, you know, a proven goal scorer? Um, that's played at the top level, like Charlie I mean, Austin. Do- uh,
2: is
0: it, who is it? That oh, Knox County, isn't it? Knox County have got David Goldrick. It's like, yeah. you know, come on now. There, there are levels to this game. You know, David Goldrick yeah. scored maybe four goals in the Premier League. Um, exactly. We've got Charlie Austin, so you can shove your magpies so far up your... Oh, sorry, we're not past nine o'clock yet. <laughs> um, I won't say that. Anyway, um, Another one, that (laughs) another trialist that we had last night, I forgot to mention, was a certain Mr. Lewis Ward. So, Mm. I mean, you know, Lewis Ward in the playoff season was maybe a bit of a forgotten man for the majority of it. And then suddenly, you know, maybe six, seven games to go, Jojo Wallacott gets that injury. Lewis Ward comes in, absolutely storms it. And, you know, I mean, penalty specialist, bloody hell. The guy can save penalties from a mile off.
1: We we he kept us in that shootout in the in the playoff semi final. If it weren't for him, we we would have been out a lot a lot Absolutely. earlier. He, and is he hit? Look, so is his distribution is is um to be questioned at times. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a decent keeper, and if you can have him amongst the squad, especially if you've got the younger keepers that that we do, <laughs> you you need you need. An experienced—it's like any position. You need you need an experienced player there to sort of help guide the younger players and and offer experience and, and wisdom if you would like. Um, but it's
3: just a great option to have, though, isn't
1: it? I think exactly, exactly. If you can sign him, if he's willing to, if he understands that he's probably not going to start every game, then. I, I see it as a no-brainer that,
0: that you're going to have him in the squad. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's stuck around. We all knew the situation last... You know, end of last season, from January onwards, he's been training yeah. with a football club. Um, you know, rumours do in the middle of, of Sutton maybe not being as cooperative as they said they would be because there was a you know a potential clause or whatever to go back to Swindon. Who knows? You know, it's, it's for you know, the people at the football club to, to worry about. But he's shown incredible, uh, you know, commitment to be able to, or well, drive even, to earn a contract at Swindon Town. Um, as you say, it's, it's a great option to have. You need to have two or three goalkeepers in your squad uh, that you have a certain level of trust in. I mean, we've all seen with Lewis Ward at times, it looks like he could save the Titanic. Like, he, he just has that ability to come in clutch. Um, and obviously... He has been on the show before. He he, uh, he is always welcome back. I think we would love to have Lewis Ward back on the show to to bring him back into the Swindon Town fan base and get him back in here, give him some love, because he deserves it. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll look a bit further ahead of pre-season. Obviously, we'll we'll talk about the pre-season games coming up in, in future shows. We will have some... Uh, commentary, live commentary on the on the future games. We're not too sure which one's just yet. Um, I'd imagine the game at the county ground just before the start of the season will be doing the alternative commentary, which will be fun. Uh, so obviously looking forward past pre-season, guys, how do we think we look at the minute going into the new season? Um, Malcolm, we'll start with you, mate. Is there is there anywhere in particular that you look at the squad right now and go, I'm putting my chips in that place. I need to put our, you know the most expensive player we can get or our money is going there. Where do you, where do you think we, we are lacking a bit of depth or lacking quality?
3: Um, I think we need probably one, uh, another centre back or a, a defender, um, to shore it up. Um, uh, maybe a, a strong ball winning midfielder just to kind of, um, complement the others. Uh, Probably a cliche, really, but um, maybe it'd be nice to have another striker, wouldn't it? Um, whether whether Tommy's going to stay or you know, um, to to go with Wakelin and uh, uh Russian and Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if money wasn't object, yeah, you'd have one in every position. Would you you'd have like as many players as you could? Going but, to Chelsea. Um, yeah, that's it. But that doesn't always work. But yeah, and I think um, maybe defender definitely. Um if we can be strong at the back, then that obviously everything comes from from being solid at the back. Um because we can score goals if we've got Austin and in the get in the, on the pitch. Um Wakelin um Rushing. You know, we've got we've got the attacking force there. Eh? Um if we can get the ball in the box early enough and, you know, give them the service, but we need to start from the back. And I think last season we weren't um we were all a bit shaky at the back, so I think we need to shore up that. So that'd be my first priority. To- Short the back, and then you know build from there, see mm. I
0: mean, Chris, what are your thoughts mate like you know I, I tend to lean on the side of we're probably in the strongest position we've been in for a few years in terms of having a a squad or a backbone throughout preseason. We haven't got to go out there and you know just spend millions on on players um we've got a squad of fifteen sixteen that probably are good enough to be in around the camp,
2: I think well. <clears throat> The, the spine of the team is, is what needs addressing. But if I was to single out probably the one position more than anything else we need, I think we'd probably need a strong, experienced defensive midfielder. You know, a guy who can, can run the game and, and get his foot in. That's what we have really lacked because Khan's not that player. I think we might get more out of Khan playing him further forward. I, I just think we need that defensive midfielder. And aside from that, a solid tall Proper League Two centre half is is needed.
0: Mm. I mean, you've seen names like Liam Kinsella, obviously linked with Swindon Town over the summer. Um, vast experience in League Two, playing Wales. Uh, Wales, he's played for Wales, uh, playing for Walsall. I mean, would he be a name that you'd think? Yeah, you could see him slotting into into the midfield.
2: Uh, in that position, he would. He would certainly be someone. Someone in the conversation. Uh, he's got the experience. He knows this league. You know, he's not—he's not, he's not a, a guy who's going to give you much going forward. But we need that—that that guy to, to get the ball and give it to someone who can. Uh, so he—he he could be, but a, a guy of that—that that sort of mould is what we need. That—that's really what we haven't got in our midfield. Mm. I know Clayton played in that position at in Liverpool's academy, yeah. but I'm not so sure is—is the type of defensive midfielder we need. I think we need a ball winner in there, and Clayton's more of a sort of would. More be like a Louis Reed tag that would just spray the ball around.
0: Yeah. No. To be fair, I would if I was going to pick a position in the squad that I think, yeah, I'm putting my cards there. It it probably is that number six. Um, Ellis, what are your thoughts, mate? Are you on Chris and I's side in terms of a number six, or do you think we need somewhere elsewhere? Yeah.
1: um, No. I I think we've we've got some strong players um, in this squad. you know you Austin. We spoke about Hepburn Murphy, um, Clayton, Blake Tracy, Hutton. You know there's good players in this squad, um, but we definitely do need strengthening in in in, in positions. I'd say. Look, I don't know what position we're uh, what formation we're going in uh, this, this season, but but say uh for argument's sake of a four i think we're gonna need uh some sort of winger to, uh, or you know so- someone in that in that sort of position because Wakelin, um i he, look he's not a winger he's 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 a striker uh same with hepburn murphy um i'm i mean it could work but from what i've seen so far it, it just, it, something just hasn't clicked. So I'd, I'd like to see some players brought in that position. Um, I, I think we could do with another midfielder as well. I think we're, we're quite weak in the middle. Um, it, I, I mean, good, again, good players there. You've got Khan, Kane, um, McEachran, but these are all quite, in terms of physique, quite small. Quite slight, um, yeah, you want you want um, the perfect example a player like the general. Mm-hmm. Um, you you want a robust, uh, experienced lead to sort of player that that can command the midfield and and uh, sort of you know be a bully in in and around that that midfield area. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think as a as a whole, there's there's a good. Building block to, to sort of go off from this squad, uh, and and bring bring. I, I don't think we've got to spend loads. I think, uh, but you know, we definitely need to bring some players in to uh, to strengthen this. And and uh, you know, I I like Flynn's approach on not rushing in. Um, I I know there is uh, plenty of uh, moaning. On on Twitter and Facebook that we haven't signed players yet, but I'm I'm fairly confident. I'd I'd rather you know take our time and uh, take a couple couple more weeks, um, than you know go go spend money on five um, mediocre players. So yeah,
0: absolutely, mate. I mean, Ian Rogers comments in here as well. Um, thanks for the comment, Ian. We need six to seven players minimum. We need a left back, left wing back, a centre back, a CDM. Uh, left winger number 10 and at least two center forwards because I think ao shade and divine need moving on do the panel think we're in a one in one out policy now I think from my point of view I won't speak on behalf of the other guys you guys can do that it's it's one of those isn't it where we have to realize we're in we're in league two so we have a very you know I would imagine modest wage budget now the likes of you know Reese divine, Coming out of Man United's academy, I'm assuming he's probably on a little bit of money in terms of League Two football. I don't know specifics or, or whatever. Um, I would imagine you probably would for for certain players need to move them on before you replace them. Um, Chris, I mean, do you, do you think that Town are on a one in one out at the minute, or do you think we've got
2: some wiggle room? I think I think we've probably got the wiggle room for two or three players, but if we're going to go beyond that. And we've got to move someone on before they come in. Bear in mind, I think what well, we've got a squad of 19, yeah. so so we bring let's say three in for a squad of 22. Mm-hmm. And once we get to that, then if we want to bring someone else in, we've got to move some some out. You know, we would we, we've got I think we've got to be on a, a sensible budget, yeah. and we can't just go and, and throw money around by bringing you know five or six people in that puts us over the top. I don't know what our budget is, and but we were pretty. Close to FFP last yes. year, so obviously taking Williams out uh, helps that. But we've got to be conscious that we can't just go out and bring six seven in because it puts over the top, and then we've we've got a problem. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, sensible, you know, transfers and sensible wage structures is something that maybe last season didn't. We didn't maybe put in as much effort into uh, keeping the books as level as we could could possibly. I mean Malcolm do you think one in one out space go for, for, for town this summer or do you think you know we, we've got the room we've got the the spending power or... um I'd, I'd,
3: yeah and I think to agree with um with Chris it, probably get another you know two or three in um and then if if we've got some if we want to bring someone in a specific position then we'll need to move them out um I think that's how that's the sensible thing to to do whether we can move them on is another thing but um if we can't then i think we've got to kind of use them as much as we can um but yeah i'd like to say that we could get you know five or six players in but i think realistically we're not we're not in that position at the moment but um we are in a better position than we have been for for quite some years so mm. you know look on that side of it is is kind of a lot better position than we were you know previously so absolutely um
0: just conscious of time, guys, obviously we will be finishing before 9 o'clock so the Fools rushing guys can take over your evenings with their further Swindon Town content. Um, just before we end, I just wanted to touch on the women's team. So obviously, the women have signed two players in the last two days. Um, so we've had... Uh, where does my notes go? Uh, so today they signed... Someone help me, I've... Um... Sophie Green. Sophie
2: Green played. Yeah. Um, so, so a sixteen year old defender um from Portershead Town. Yes. And incidentally, actually, the signing we made yesterday, I think it was a midfielder, uh Ellie yeah, Stripple so- also came from Porter said town. So we've brought them both in from, from the so same So Ellie
0: Stripple was the one I wanted to touch on quickly. Um speaking to Annie Colston, actually, she's played with her quite a few times before. Um and Annie actually said to me a few weeks ago that you know she was on trial at the football club. And she, this was, she was like, "This is a really exciting, like, girl to have about the squad." Um, the general consensus from the girls as well, obviously. Helena Diaz Butcher, Annie Colston, will be continuing to sponsor the girls next season. Um, so, obviously, looking forward to seeing them in action. But it, it sounds like Mike Cook is cooking up some some pretty special recipes in in, in his preseason because I think the standard of plays is getting in on trial it, it sounds like it's quite impressive so I think next season for the women could be quite a you know an exciting roller coaster um, we'll be there you know supporting the girls as, as well as you know the other content creators um, live commentary next season hopefully a bit more in terms of uh, video content too potentially if we can get the approval from the FA um, so yeah I mean exciting times for the girls as well. Next week, hoping to have a couple of the girls on the show to discuss their pre-season. Possibly the new manager as well, Mike Cook. That's in the pipeline. As well as Swindon Town men's manager, Michael Flynn, who will be appearing on this Tom Broadbent Lounge when he finds a moment to get off the phone to transfer targets. So, fear not all, he is coming on the show. He's just very busy at the minute, getting those signings in that we all very much need and desire. So, I mean, before we end the show, guys first time of the season, can I get a very, very raw prediction of where Swindon Town will finish in League 2 this season? You know, out of nowhere, we've had no signings really. We've had one signing coming in through the door. We've had one pre-season game where 4,000 players featured. But Malcolm, where is Swindon Town finishing in this
3: season? Um, I'm always always, uh, half full. I think that's the term. Um, I think, I think, I'm really looking forward to it. I think Mike Flynn's really talked really positively. Um my 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 heart says um top three. My head says playoffs maybe just missing out. Um but yeah, I'm I'm gonna be hundred percent behind them. so you know, I'd always always look on the bright side and um you know, <laughs> that's just always the way I'm ah, I'll take top three, mate, I'll take a top three. Uh Ellis, what yeah, about definitely. you mate?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a it's strongly to this season. Obviously, you have got the likes of Wrexham, Knox County, yeah. uh, Bradford, Gillingham. Uh, you know, a lot of big teams and and teams spending quite a bit of money. Um, but I think we've got we've got a good side, and um, we, I, I mean, I think we've got a good manager and Michael Flynn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only time will tell. So I'm going. We're going up this season but we're going up through playoffs. So I reckon we get fifth, go up through playoffs.
0: Well, I look forward to even more grey hairs this time next year then. Um, <laughs> Chris, yeah. lastly, mate, where do you think we're going to be finishing this season?
2: I'm going to go eighth to tenth, somewhere within that. You know, if, it, if it's anything more than that, then it's a bonus. But I think on the basis, we might only be able to bring two, three, maybe four in. I think I think that's where we're, we're looking at at the moment. And then the following season, we'll take a step forward
0: okay i mean that was we can't end the show on that chris bloody hell 8 to 10th uh i'll go first then hms pistol league is in full sale um on that note we have been the tom broadbent lounge the views expressed on sh- tonight's show are not representative of Swindon town football club nor are they re- representative of tom broadbent himself it's been a pleasure having you we look forward to you know the show's moving forward. We've got competitions running. Keep an eye out for an Awake It competition coming up in the coming week as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you for coming along, guys. Enjoy the Falls rushing in now on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Have a good one. Cheers, guys.
3: Cheers, guys. Good night.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.